When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers preview as the Pittsburgh Steelers 2-0 in meaningless preseason games are getting ready to play the 0-1 in meaningless preseason games. Detroit Lions at Heinz Field this Saturday. National television, NFL Network. Who's excited? Brian Anthony Davis. I'm sure he's excited. What's up, Brian? I am pumped. This is a game that we've been counting since 1959 when Bobby Lane was traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers from the Detroit Lions and he put the curse on the Lions saying that they'll never win again hey they haven't won a championship since is that a Rosie Nix jersey no it's my new Joe Schobert jersey no, you didn't you oh yeah I did number 45 I was turn all around excited. I want proof turn around I was all excited because no 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 turn around I want to see the nameplate <laughs> No, I, I can't because that's <laughs> because it's not Joe Schober. No, it's, it's Joe Schober. <laughs> well, I got Joe Schober because I know he's gonna he's gonna keep the number, right? He's not. <laughs> he even said on Twitter it's temporary. And then uh, I retweeted that and said, "Don't buy your Joe Schober jersey." And everyone thought that I was meaning that he's gonna be like cut or not make the team. I was like, "No, he's just saying he's gonna change his number once cuts are made." Anyway, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good thing it's a rosy next jersey. But, I mean, <laughs> Who, who else would have known it? Anyways, Dave Schofield's probably excited. More data for Dave on Saturday. What's up, Dave? Yeah, got to get that data. Got to love it. Turning say, up those numbers. Do you say data or data? It's data. But no, you said that very definitively. I'm pretty sure some people say data. 
Oh no! Well, I'm just well. You ask if what I say. That's uh, not no, what you, you said. Yeah, what right. I you said, could have I said data. you. You could have said I that, say because, data. You said well, it is data. Like it's this is how it is. No, I for me, data, it's data. You say data. <laughs> well, Brian knows why because that is how it was properly pronunciated on one Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, with the android by the name of Data. <laughs> Sure. Well, I'll take your word for it. Okay, so let's get things started. I want to talk about something that's not necessarily Steelers related uh, right now, and this is just because it's kind of a hot topic on Twitter, and that is training camp fights. Um, <laughs> yeah, we chuckle because we know we're going to be talking about uh, Mr. Big Chest, aka Ronald Ocean, aka AB. Antonio Brown was mixing it up down in uh, Tampa with the Tennessee Titans. I'm not sure even who the cornerback was. A great shot of Does him it connecting. matter? That was, was, was a great shot of AB though connecting with a left jab or hook, like square to the face. Um, but nonetheless, guys, this is not the only fight that's taken place. I know that John Gruden pulled the Raiders off the field, took them to the buses, and was like, We're not doing this. I guess it was with the Rams. Maybe they got into some fisticuffs. Gentlemen, let's just talk about joint practice fights. Because that seems to happen a lot. And it even happened with the Pittsburgh a few years ago. I remember when the Buffalo Bills came to St. Vincent College, they had some uh, scuffles there. The Detroit Lions had come to, uh, not Hinesfield, I'm sorry, to uh, St. Vincent before. A similar story. Brian, what's your take on these camp fights? Okay, or come on, guys, know your, know your professionalism. We'll put it that way. It's, for me, it's know your professionalism. You know, a man it's happening all over and when you know when you said joint practice fights randy gregory of the of the cowboys got excited because he was like what <laughs> i mean, I mean th that was awesome i mean it was like he's, yes he's not the only one i thought you'd go martavis bryant i really did oh you know <laughs> what, that what, was, uh, josh gordon's going josh what, gordon, say yeah. Wait, come on get my name out there Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's happening like crazy though. Even the even the fights in the stands. There's been a couple stands fights that have been absolutely incredible. Well, yeah, that, was, that was Rams and uh Chargers. Right? Rams and Chargers. I saw and, you put that on the Slack channel. And Seahawks and Raiders came too. Mm. There was uh so it was absolutely crazy. I don't know what's going out out, out west, but it's really funny. I I have a cousin. And she married a guy that was a Raiders fan. And back in the 80s, I mean, I talked to him in the 90s and he was telling me about, you know, being a fan, being a Raiders fan. It was LA Raiders at the time. And he would actually say, so this scar right here, this is Broncos 87. Oh my God. This, this, one's, this one's Seahawks 88. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like some of those places you go, you expect a fight. And so you think a joint mm -hmm. camp practice is one of those places? Yeah, it, well, you shouldn't. You should not in a joint camp practice. You know, it's kind of a goodwill thing to be practicing together because this this is one of those things that, you know, the two teams are coming together to share a practice field, to play, to, to get ready together. They don't need this going on. And, you know, if you get hot under the collar or something happens, pushing and shoving is one thing. You know, a push, just say, hey, you know, and somebody jumping in. But fisticuffs, that's a different thing. And, you know, you're also going to be smart if you're the player. I mean, Antonio Brown, I mean, when you're, your hands are your livelihood and you're throwing a shot, 
I mean, you throw that shot. Uh, how many people throw a punch and throw it wrong enough that they mess up their hands? Oh, come on. Thanks. Mr. Mr. Big Chest. Yeah. Ronnie Ocean, you know, thumbs down. <laughs> Dave, what about you? You were a player. You were a coach. I'm sure you've dealt with your share of uh, dust ups, as we used to call it. Uh, what do you think about this situation? All right. Well, first of all, when it comes to, let's say, a joint practice, I've never been to Tillatrobe to see a Steelers training camp practice or Heinz Field this year. But I have seen the Steelers participate in joint practices before at Frostburg State University when they used to travel down there to take on the then Washington Redskins. And I don't ever remember seeing a, you know, anybody, you know, there might have been some jarring, you know, jawing at each other, but there was really no throwdown. But it's kind of interesting that you say this, and then we wonder why the NFL is, is cracking down on the taunting. It's funny. They want to crack down on the taunting because they're on on honestly, truthfully, I believe it's because of the retaliation factor of then when you go out, are you taking a shot at someone on the field and blah, 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 and what it could lead to. And we, we complain that they're going to start calling that, which is funny because I listened to your Let's Ride from Wednesday and the, and, and about what happened in the in the Colts-Panthers game. I do believe is who that's who they were playing. Yeah, I didn't know. Yes. And, and I'm like, you do realize that that is not allowed on any level of football until you get to NFL. Any level of football, that gets flagged. And now that they're saying they're going to call it in the NFL. Wait, even that play. Yes, that even Coles, that play in college. He didn't school, even stand over the guy. He literally just turned and looked at well, him. Well, I didn't really watch it. I mean, oh. I just saw the turn. No, I saw the slow motion of it. That's all I oh, saw was okay. a slow motion replay. Well, that makes everything So I didn't worse. see it in, 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 in regular time. Well, wait, wait, like, wait, wait. Does that mean that Seattle had two losses in Dave's head? <laughs> <laughs> so so my my thing is is any kind of taunting anything aimed at a player isn't allowed anywhere until you get the nfl and now people are going to be upset that the nfl is going to crack down on it more and we know how this works with that they say they're going to crack down more they crack down huge in the preseason and then what happens it kind of just goes away during the regular season because people get it in their mind a little bit better. But when you talk about just being heated and stuff, I didn't really have to separate many fights or anything in my coaching days because even the because most of these guys were teammates. You know what I'm saying? So I do understand when you bring in somebody else in like a in a scrimmage or other setting like that. But uh, we never really did any of those that didn't have officials. So it kind of felt like a real game and things like that. But emotions run high in a contact sports. I even say it like, like for example, um, in my adult life, meaning post-college, I have the, the two sports that I have played more than anything was softball and basketball. Emotions run much higher in basketball because you actually have some physicality with it. And Jeff's laughing because he thinks it runs high in softball. You're, you you're, you're not on my team. <laughs> you haven't seen the basketball games. That's what I'm I saying. Bet. Because, of, you know, when you up the physicality in the sport itself, that's just kind of how it's going to be because, you know, adrenaline clicks, kicks in and all that stuff. It's, I mean, it's, it's fun to see, but bottom line is, you don't want to see one of your own guys or, or somebody do something stupid to get hurt. Who, where was that? That was, was that, was it Geno Smith or somebody like that? Someone didn't someone get punched in the face in the locker room a few yes. years ago yep. and broke a jaw. And the other guy got cut on the spot. You know what I'm saying? So, 
and that was even on your own team. Yeah. It's, 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 it's I mean, it's football. Things like that are going to happen, but. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. I just wanted to bring that up. It was kind of a hot topic. Figured I'd ask your all's take on that. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. So a lot of news has been happening mainly with the starters. I'm going to ask you real quick, Brian, real off, off the bat, how much do you think Ben Roethlisberger plays on Saturday night? We know he's going to play. Ben said he wants to play as much as he's allowed to. Brian, what's your guess? I'm predicting no more than three quarters. Excuse me, three. Uh... <laughs> I was like, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> like three quarters. All right, let me try that again. <laughs> hey, that's, that's the yeah. best part about being the podcast producer. That could go away. <laughs> just like that. Um, no, I'm, I'm thinking no more than three series. Okay. So we'll be, so no more than three. Okay, what about you, Dave? Um, I kind of talked about this with my brother someone Tuesday. I'm going 12 to 18 snaps because it depends on how long the series are on how many he gets. If they have a really long series in there, I mean, my goodness, if it's a 15-play scoring drive, they might just say, and it takes up half the quarter, they might say, you're good. If, I mean, if it's a three and out that a one first down and a stall or something like that, or a fumble by, by a, by a running back or a receiver, which unfortunately we've seen those before, then you're going to see more. So I don't want to just narrow it down to drives. I think they're going to want to see at least that many plays. Yeah. And Mike Tomlin did say it depends on what happens in the stadium. In other words, if it's a nice scoring drive, they might just pull him after that. But guys, how important is it for Roethlisberger to play in this game? And if so, how much? I mean, we talked about predictions, but when it comes to are you actually needing him to play on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being he doesn't need to play at all, shouldn't be playing, risk isn't worth the reward, and 10, it is imperative that he plays, new system, etc. Brian, where do you fall on that scale? 17. Oh, it's geez. imperative that he plays. Really? It's- yeah, the, the we've seen the rust factor. I've talked about this for years. I get the risk. I know everything you're risking, but we've it seems the last five or six years since and Dave said it the other day it was like 2015, the last time that he that he played more than one pre in one preseason game. You see that rust factor in the first couple games with Ben and. I think he needs a couple of preseason games to not be rusty. Where do you fall on that scale, Dave? I'm going to give you a nice Dave answer because that's what oh, you've great. known to expect. Here we go. It, I thought <laughs> because no, I'll, no, I'll give you an answer, but I got to I got to set it up first. That's that's the Dave answer. You got to set it up. I okay. thought by the way the Steelers had been playing everything else out that they were basically treating this like a regular four game preseason that they would have done two years ago because they had four games based on coach Tomlin's comments today. I don't think that's the case because he kind of hinted at they're treating this like game two. And in a normal circumstance, Ben Roethlisberger would not play in this game, but because it's a new system, coach, coach Canada, they thought it was important to me. He's almost hinting at playing him again the next week. So I really, my thing is, I think between the two games, you, you've already said it well. And if you guys don't, I'm sorry. If you're listening here on YouTube or Facebook or just stumbled on this audio podcast somewhere, if you are not part of the Ride or Die crew, you are really missing out. You've yes. got to make sure you're catching all of, all of these podcasts. But you already <laughs> said it, Jeff. You think it's more important for him to play in the next game. Yeah. And I think he's going to petition to, and I think he might win because you're still got tons of time until that first week. I mean, 
I, who was it? Mark Caballi that brought it up that if he's, if this is the only game Ben plays and you think it's going to shake off the rust, he's got too much time off until week one. So yeah. I think how, how important is it for him to play this game? I'm not like Brian. I'd put it like a seven and a half, assuming he's going to play the next sum in the next game. If he's not playing in the next game, then it's Brian 17. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, and that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I agree. I would probably say it's about a seven. I think it's a good, good number. I, I don't think it's imperative. I think he would be able to go out and perform with practice repetitions only, but still uh, you want to get those live reps. Let, let's switch gears from Roethlisberger. I mean, he's the most important player on the offensive side of the football. We know that, but let's talk about the offensive line. And until about a week ago, those five players on the offensive line had never even practiced together. And we're talking about from left to right, a core four, Dotson, Green, uh, Turner, and Banner. They're all going to play. How long do you think they will play, uh, number one? And number two, how long should they play? Brian, we'll start with you. I'm thinking a midway through the second half, some of them start uh, second quarter. Man, I'm killing. Well, you are just, <laughs> geez. Wow. Deontay Johnson. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, you know what? He sh- he should make his debut this week. Deontay Johnson needs to be on the field. Preseason debut. They're enough messing around. You guys, I love you. Um, they midway through the second quarter, I guess some of these guys are going to be coming out. Uh, I would like to see them get a half together, a full half. Okay, what about you, Dave? With the offensive line, well. As bad as Brian screwed up the beginning part of that answer, he is exactly right. You know, I want to see them at least halfway through the second quarter. And if they and if they go all the way to halftime, that's even better. I do like the one thing that Coach Tomlin said today in his press conference when he was asked if Ben Roethlisberger, um, if he might be out there a little bit longer in order to keep him with the starting offensive line to see how they are together. And Coach Tomlin said, about Ben, he's not required for that to happen. Yeah. So that right there kind of tells us that we're going to see the starting offensive line perhaps longer than we see Ben Roethlisberger, which is good. But they might make us, you know, they might make like one sub. I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, Dan Moore Jr. come in for Zach Banner before everybody else goes out. So here's a speaking of the offensive line, I'm getting ready to run our I like to update the camp battles or the position battles going into a preseason game. That's going to run on Friday at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I just want to run this by you. So this week it kind of like flew under the radar because that's what Mike Tomlin wanted to do. The Kendra Green is going to start at center. We all knew it, but it was never mm-hmm. announced. The depth chart and all this. That's not the question. The question is, who do you think wins the backup spot? BJ Finney, I believe, has played zero snaps at center. I don't think he's even played at center. If he has, I haven't seen it. JC Hasnauer has improved. Guys, who's going to be the backup? We know they like position versatility. What are they going to do with backup center? That's what I'm curious about. Brian, what do you think? Well, my vote is for Fernando Velasco, but since that's not possible, I'm looking at, look, it's going to be Hasnauer. Because if B.J. Finney is competing for a job, he's competing for a job at guard is what it seems like. So I would probably think that J.C. gets the job there and they they say they like what he's been doing. So Finney might be one of those guys competing for that guard spot. And there's going to be, but there is going to be a veteran on that offensive line 
that is cut. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Dave, what do you think about the backup? Is it is it Hassenauer? Does it can Hassenauer really play guard though? Um can I mean can he? Um we saw it last year, it wasn't pretty. But at the same time, it wasn't all that pretty when he was playing center, but he's looked much better this year. Um, like I say, it could it be that he's not going up against this tough a competition? Maybe. But I, I don't want to just say that because he's done a nice job. I will say this, that B.J. Finney play, in the Hall of Fame game played all of his snaps at left guard, and in week one of the preseason played all his snaps at right guard. I just looked that up here. So... I think Hassenauer, I, I, I don't know that Finney's in the plan at center, and maybe the Steelers realize what a lot of us have noticed is that B.J. Finney is just a better guard than he is a center, and he's doing a really nice job this preseason, um, which I was the first one's like, I'm a little bit leery about him coming back after no offensive snaps last year, and he has done a fantastic job so far. But, man, that's going to make it tough to, to see if they can keep this down to nine offensive linemen. That's what they might I was have just to just go to, to 10. He's but the odd man out then. I, I don't know. I mean, I I know you originally thought maybe it was Rashad Coward, but he's been the starter with in place of Dotson the whole time. I don't know that he would then not make the team. Maybe somebody gets traded. I don't know. But not only that, I mean, Chaz Green I thought has looked well. Um, some people said, all oh, Joe Hegg's, they all got – no, he's done a nice job. Joe Hegg, through one week of the preseason, now it's two games for the Steelers, has the is the number one pass-blocking offensive lineman through the preseason of 2021. Did I say pass-blocking? It was yeah. run-blocking. I screwed uh, that up. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled a Brian. So I, I think Hassenauer is your backup, and I, this is coming from a guy that had him not making the 53 for the longest time. It's going to be interesting for sure. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I do want to talk about the defensive side of the ball and get your pick your guys brain about some starters there. This is exciting because this is the first time that we have starters, a significant number of starters that have not played yet actually get in the action. I did listen to Mike Tomlin's press conference and he was asked about players like Minka Fitzpatrick and he gave the stock. Well, you know, we're going to leave the door open for them to come, blah, blah, blah. Um, Guys, out of players that haven't played yet, we're talking Joe Hayden, we're talking Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, Tyson Alulu. Do you see any way, barring injury, that any of those guys don't play on Saturday night, Brian? I was going to uh, abstain from this question because of last week. <laughs> I listed them for you. Since you listed them, I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> I actually think that they all play. Okay. So that's... Uh, <sighs> I was going to continue. I just had a pause to get my breath there, Jefferson Hartman. But so, yeah, they're probably going to play. I mean, there's this is this is week three. Now, I like. I know the NFL is calling it week two, but for the Steelers, it is week three. I understand what Dave was saying about them treating it like a week two game. But does that mean they're going to treat the Carolina game like a week three game? That's where. I don't understand, and I'm I'm not sure about that because whatever's going on in Coach T's head might be completely different than what we know. But I would think that this is the game. If this was traditionally a, a four, excuse me, a four, a four preseason game season. <laughs> we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. Yeah. 
Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm laughing. I didn't realize that. <laughs> uh, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, what you don't realize is you also froze a little bit at a very, very appropriate time in there, which is funny. So. Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> now, you know, I just think if this was a normal preseason, I – I think they would all, everybody would have it off and we would see the guys like we saw a couple of years ago, Doc Hodges, J. Rowan Elliott. We have see those guys, Johnny Holton on game four. So I kind of expect to see that kind of thing once again in game four this year, because there are four games. That's why you're going to see the Haywards and the Minkas and the Haydens and, and Alu Alu's, Alu Alu, Alu Alu. Dave, I correct know. me on that. I, <laughs> I, I, it, I always said Alu Alu, and then I was corrected to Alu Alu. So I don't know. No clue. Dave, what do you think about the defensive starters that are getting their first preseason action this Saturday night? This is just defense, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I obviously, I think everyone, all the players are is pretty much on the table except for to it and what yep. I think you see everybody unless there's any kind of injury going on. And I don't know that, I mean, even Antoine Brooks was working his way back. There's a lot he of other people. He didn't practice today. Antoine Brooks. Didn't. Um, He was, he was out there doing stuff. He just didn't have a helmet. Yeah. So it looks like he's trying to get work his way back. Um, at first they said he was back and then they're like, no, his helmet's not there, but they weren't in pads. Right. So that was part of the thing. So he might be someone else who, if, if he's good to go, but we still have a few days until the game. And he's not someone that, that they're going to be like, oh, we should hold him out since he didn't practice because they need to see what he's got. So I think you pretty much got the, the two guys that you're not going to see, and otherwise everybody's eligible. If there was one player on the defensive side that is eligible to play, so that this obviously excludes Watt and it, that I'm like, hey, I don't want him to even see the field because he doesn't need to, and I don't dare risk this guy getting injured. It's Minka Fitzpatrick for me. I just, if there was someone put him in bubble wrap and say, stay off the field until week one, would you say that for you all, out of the guys that could be returning, he's the most important? I just look at the safety depth and I'm like, good Lord, if they lose Minka, they are in trouble. Brian, what do you think? Absolutely. Minka is the guy that, uh, he's one of the quarterbacks on that defense. Yeah. Dave, you agree? Disagree? It's, it's Minka, it's Joe Hayden, then it's everybody else. Right, because they're so deep at defensive yeah. line. So, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, you would say somebody like maybe a, a Devin Bush, but he's got to work his way back coming back from the injury. All right, let's talk a little bit about special teams before we take our first break. Now, let's talk about punter because there is no special teams talk anymore with kicking because Sam Sloman was released when they went from 90 to 85. How do you, if you're Mike Tomlin, how do you handle punting duties in this game, I don't feel like doing half and half is going to work considering Presley Harvin didn't get to punt the ball last week in Philadelphia when they did that. So Brian, if you're Tomlin and Danny Smith chewing 25,000 pieces of gum in your mouth during the game, how do you divvy up the punting duties between big press and weasel boy, Jordan Berry? I don't think they change anything. They, they will probably just look at that as something that happened. Um, you know, just, hey, we didn't get to see Press Harvin. Maybe they start Press Harvin again and do that same thing. I really can't see them alternate alternating quarter one and quarter three or quarter two and quarter three and one and four. I, I can't really see them doing that. So I would actually think that uh, Big Press gets the start 
and because they, they saw a lot of uh, Jordan Berry last week, and they're probably if if we've got to see one this week, they're probably thinking it's going to see Presley Harvin to think to see if he has the momentum going since he didn't get the opportunity last week. I just don't think them. I don't see them deviating from the script because they very rarely do that. Okay, Dave, what do you thought? About, what are your thoughts about the punting battle? Yeah, well, although I like what you proposed on Let's Ride of just every other punt. Just that's what I'm saying. Just let them kick. How you go, then you go. You go. You could you you could do it by quarter, if you know what I mean, and say, okay, you got the first quarter, you got the second quarter, and then if somebody gets no punts in there, they get the third quarter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you decide at halftime who's going to get the next quarter. It might be that oh well, if Big Press starts off in the first quarter and they punt twice, then Barry's in the second quarter. They don't punt at all. Then Barry's going to get the third quarter. Yeah. And then if they don't punt again, then he's obviously going to get the next punt or like I would prefer Let's just, let's not even see these guys punt to these preseason games. Let's just, you know, put together a scoring drive every time. I'd much rather prefer that. And they would just be doing the holding. And yes. Let them hold. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Let's get this uh, super chat up here. Alexander Pert, I think is how you say it. Uh, is that a pound sign? Pound it, baby. <laughs> yes. 449 poundage. He said, Hey fellas, love you as always been watching for years and always appreciate your energy. Here's some money for a new internet connection. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> mine's just as bad as brian's mine cuts out all the time that's why dave always says and we're back like people were like okay enough and we're back so it's because like my screen will freeze for literally two seconds and then it comes back on but anyways yeah. nonetheless there you go so we've talked about offense defense and special teams when we come back after this break we're going to be talking about some scenarios i have some tough questions for these guys to answers we're going to be doing some over under and we're also going to have some trivia so stay tuned we'll be right back if you're watching live on youtube or facebook don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. If you're listening on audio, head over to part two. Be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.